What's up, everybody? Are you tuning in to the Challenge USA on CBS? Well, tune in to me, Tyson Apostle, as I break down each and every episode with my co-host, Amelia Wedemeyer. I'm also a contestant on the show, which gives you all the insider scoop. Amelia, how stoked are you to do this? Tyson, I'm freaking excited. I cannot wait to sit my butt down every single week to watch the show, then come here and recap it with you on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing in the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. Welcome to Recipe Club, where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. My name's Chris Ying, and today we're here to talk about the cracker, formerly known as the Jackson. The Jackson was an early 20th century invention that was purchased by Nabisco in 1919 and then rebranded in 1935 when it was given an iconic blue circular logo emblazoned with a single word, Ritz. The Ritz cracker was intended to give people a taste of the high life as they struggled through the thick of the Great Depression and eventually went on to become a megastar in the cracker world. So I'm somebody who thinks that a Ritz cracker straight out of the sleeve, it's the best way to eat a Ritz cracker. A lot of other people will tell you that it needs to be smothered or covered or sandwiched or crumbled into a casserole as we're going to see today. But at the end of the day, the plain Ritz cracker is undeniably delicious. What makes it tasty, if you ask most people, is its buttery flavor. As it turns out, buttery flavor can be distilled down to one or two different flavor molecules, one of which is called diacetyl. And diacetyl is a product of lactic acid fermentation, which is what happens when you culture butter. Food companies, of course, have figured out how to manufacture diacetyl without necessarily making butter so that you can conveniently pour butter flavor onto popcorn or into crackers. It's crazy, right? You can identify a flavor compound, extract it, bottle it, 
and then sell it and deploy it at will. But the thing is, it's never quite the same as the real deal, right? I remember once being asked to describe the taste of truffles versus truffle oil. And the way I saw it was that truffles smell and taste sort of pleasantly stinky, like your own fart. But truffle oil is unpleasantly stinky like somebody else's fart. (laughs) What I'm talking about is nuance. The dozens or hundreds, I don't know, maybe thousands of less pronounced compounds that make a food unique, that separate butter from something that's buttery. None of this is to say that Ritz crackers are bad because they're buttery. They're obviously not. Ritz crackers are great. That's why we're talking about them today. I'm just saying that the cost of sameness, of being able to generate butter flavor from nothing, is unpredictability. And unpredictability is what makes cooking exciting, or anything for that matter. If you have two people playing the same song, it's going to sound totally different. That's what's exciting about music. And the more variables you introduce to food or music or art, the more chance you have of something remarkable and unexpected happening, which brings us to today's recipe. What happens when you combine Ritz crackers with butter and cheese and pineapple and you bake it? Until today, I had no idea. But our recipe submitter, an orchestra teacher named Grace Song Parsons, swears by her recipe for pineapple cheese casserole. (laughs) Before I made it, I caught up with Grace, who was working at orchestra camp this summer, to try and understand what this casserole is and how you're supposed to eat it and cook it. After you listen to her, you're going to hear from John DeBerry, Brian Ford, and myself as we discuss the merits of this very divisive recipe. If you want to submit your own recipe this season, send an email to thefixer at majordomomedia.com. If you're using the Spotify app and you want to see video of today's cooking, make sure you switch over to the Recipe Club TV feed. Or if you're not on Spotify, check out the Major Domo Media YouTube channel. It's a wild time. You're going to see three different takes on the pineapple cheese casserole. You're at, you're, you're at orchestra camp right now? I am at orchestra camp right now. I'll tell you, can I tell you the truth? I played, I played violin in, in middle school and, and uh, <laughs> high school a little bit. And um, I wanted so desperately to go to orchestra camp. Well, you can come anytime, Chris. We will let you in. <laughs> I don't want to go to orchestra <laughs> camp now as an adult. I, I wanted to go to orchestra camp when I was like a hormonal teenager, just like trying to chase after the, the first violinist. Uh, is, is orchestra camp as fun as I, a young version of myself thought it would be? Orchestra camp is, well, we try to make it fun for the kids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, as you guys would say, indoorsmen, you know, orchestra kids. <laughs> But uh, we have some outdoor activities and stuff. So, are you a uh, are you a musician then as well? Do you play an instrument? Yeah, yeah, I'm Korean, so obviously piano <laughs> and um, violin <laughs> as well. Uh, I always wondered about that. I always wondered. I was like, when our orchestra teacher would tell us what to do, I'd be like, "You do it." I've never seen you play violin or piano. <laughs> okay, so tell us who you are and uh, what recipe you have wrought upon the recipe club? (laughs) So um, my name is Grace and um, I have presented the pineapple cheese casserole for the Ritz cracker part of the draft. Okay. And uh, Grace, can you 
raise your right hand and swear to me that this recipe is not a prank. <laughs> it's not a prank, I promise. You're, you're, uh, <laughs> you're not in on this with like my major Domo Media coworkers just like trying to pull a fast one on old Chrissy Poo here. This is real. It's real. Um, so I had it for the first time, you know, when I was in college. And like you said, I thought it was a prank. I looked at it and I was like, what's that? And my friend said, it's pineapple cheese casserole. And I was like, ew. <laughs> but um, I had it and it's actually pretty good. And I've had it a couple of times, mostly at like Friendsgiving stuff, you know, and I've made it like a couple of times myself. So rewinding here, you know, in your in your original email to us, you talked about being a Korean immigrant and and seeing this thing and being like, this is <laughs> this is a a uh, a certain group of people like this. Like, how how recently had you immigrated when you had this dish? I moved. I moved to the states when I was six. Okay, so you've been around for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this was literally like college was the first time I encountered it and. I mean, like I said in the email, casseroles were not in my life until I met my husband in college. Okay. And he was just like, mix everything up and bake it. And I was like, what are you talking about? No, we're not going to do that. We have to put it over rice, you know? But um, yeah, I had it in college. And then a couple of times since then. It, and as soon as you guys said Ritz crackers, I was like, I have to get this recipe from my friend and submit it. All right. So here, my, my confusion about this, I'm, I'm with you. I have not, I'm not a casserole person. I don't come from casserole stock. I don't quite know the context in which I'm supposed to eat this dish. Is this a appetizer, an entree, a side dish, a sauce, a relish, like a salve that you put on your body when you're burned? Like what, what am I, when I'm, how am I supposed to eat this thing? Okay, so I actually had to dig a little bit um, just to make sure that I wasn't like offending anybody <laughs> with this <laughs> recipe. Um, and I looked it up and it said it probably came about in the 50s with like all the convenience food stuff. And it kind of dances the line between dessert and side dish. Okay. And whenever I've had it, it's been sort of a side dish. And uh, one of the people that I hired for this camp, um, she said, it's so good with ham. And I was, I thought she meant you put ham in it. And I was like, Ooh. but um, no, you like eat it with ham, like on the side. Okay. So it, 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 I, I mean, honestly, it's like a little bit of like a, a relish, like a, like a salsa, like an accompaniment for yeah. other things ish. Do you feel like this is a recipe? This is the Ritz cracker episode. Do you feel like this is a recipe that showcases the ingredient that showcases the Ritz cracker? Is this the Ritz at its best? I mean, it's butter and Ritz cracker mixed together. I mean, that's, that's pretty, it, that, I, think, I feel like when it was cooking in the oven, the thing that I smelled and was like, man, that smells so good was the Ritz cracker <laughs> with the butter on top. I agree. I agree. What, uh, what is the dining situation like for the kids at orchestra camp? Oh man. Uh, it's, they're a little short staffed this year. So it's, it's been a little, it's been a little rough, but the ladies are doing their best. We've had some long talks uh, with the ladies in the kitchen and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you're missing a little bit of home home cooking there yes <laughs> i would love some pho right now that would be wonderful <laughs> uh, um all right so last question as the wedgies are preparing to make their own pineapple cheese casseroles any pitfalls to look out for any any ways that this can go off the off the reservation 
I think the only thing is I used half a cup of Ritz cracker crumbles, I guess. Um, like the recipe said, I would use a whole sleeve, okay. like the whole long sleeve, because I feel like I, I'm one of those people that likes the cobbler topping the best mm-hmm. out of, you know, a fruit, whatever cobbler. Um, so I think more Ritz cracker, the better. Okay. Well, thank you very much. This is... God, the wildest recipe we've gotten this season. I'm super excited to make it and, um, like I said, slather it on wounds, put it on ham, eat it on the you side. You really could. I mean, like when it can like congeals in the refrigerator, it it looks like you could just go out into the sun. <laughs> All right, my mind is open. My mind is open, and, and as of right now, so are my arteries. But maybe not after this. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Welcome, guys, back to another edition of Recipe Club, where we're going to debate questionably the best way to eat something that we all <laughs> generally like to eat. But uh, today we've got our, our two wedgies, Brian Ford and John DeBerry. This is your first meeting? Yes. It's yeah. our first meeting our of the eyes. Is this the first time you've met ever? Uh, we we you know we slid into each other's DMs. Yeah. I think a, a few weeks ago and then chatted draft, a little bit, but yeah, and then the draft obviously, but that wasn't as personal. What uh what happened <laughs> on your DMs recently? I mean, hey, tell, that, tell you know, us that's about between us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we have it on disappearing mode, so yes, that's, that's the vibe. vanish mode. <laughs> yeah, vanish mode. Is disappearing? Wait, is disappearing mode? That's like. Dude, I don't Whatever know. Whatever I sent just disappears after I, I've I, closed I, it I up. guess, but nothing really disappears online, right? So I don't, I don't know if <laughs> yeah. it's really accurate. <laughs> and it's like, it's always so shady when someone turns it on. You're like, Dude, that's what are so you shady. about to send me? Especially like, if it's someone like, you barely know. Like, like why, why yeah. do you do that? <laughs> <I'm> the, <laughs> wait, so when it, all of a sudden it'll just be like, I've, I've entered disappearing yeah, mode. Yeah, it turns like black. It's like, you have entered vanish mode. And you're just like, what's about to happen? Oh, I did that. I accidentally slid up into... You can do it accidentally really easily, actually. Vanish mode. Who'd you slide into, Chris? I'm too old to slide, man. I'm just like slowly ambling into people's DMs over here. Uh, how you guys doing? Is it is it? It's getting hot over where I am. Where is everybody right now? Are you guys both in New York? Oh, it's yeah. It's I'm. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful New York right now. Definitely not hot yet, but it it's feels not hot. good. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's Ugh. wonderful. Ugh, I hate when I hate when New York has like beautiful weather and then truly has everything in the world on everybody else. But it's only going to last it's for like a three days of the year. Yeah. It's like perfect, yeah. and then the rest is questionable. Let me let me ask you guys this question because we are a recipe club and we're not here just to talk about the recipe <laughs> that we cooked here. What else have you guys been eating or cooking lately? Give me some give me some highlights of what you've been up to. JDB is it all is it all frozen broccoli and. Yeah, well, I'm I'm really uh, I'm a huge watermelon person, so I am very excited when it becomes around late May June because watermelons actually get edible. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I like buy a watermelon in December, and I'll think like maybe this is the one, <laughs> and it's just so disappointing that right. yeah. So I'm I, and that's this is my time now for it's like, your time I'll to shine. Just crush a watermelon like on a Thursday night. I was about to ask like why we wow. never had watermelons as a theme, but like. Nobody wants to do anything with a watermelon, right? Uh, if you if you're not just eating a watermelon, I mean, it, it, it's like it'd be a waste of a watermelon to do right. some kind of like ridiculous recipe with. Like, you need a cold wedge of a watermelon. You need to sit on your stoop, and you need to eat it. That's, That's it. it. That's it. Please don't 
Don't ever, I'm petitioning right now to never see watermelon in this <laughs> podcast because we're going to butcher the beautiful the watermelon free zone. <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah. okay, you guys are, you guys are, your slabs or wedges of watermelon people. My thing, I buy like a, not a baby, not a baby watermelon, but like, you know, a volleyball size one, maybe mm-hmm. slightly smaller than volleyball. And then mm-hmm. I just half it and I just go to town with the spoon. That's wow. nice. That's Slicing nice. Slicing too much. I like that. I like that you a know? lot. Very, very uh, pragmatic there. Because in the bowl, it it's collects all the liquid. Yeah. It collects all the liquid, and then you just yeah. do a little ooh, mm-hmm. slurpy slurp. Damn. Anyways. Chris, Chris is slurping and sliding today. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what have you, you been eating? What you oh, been let me tell cooking? you, man, what I've been eating. I've been doing this thing about twice a week where I spatchcock a chicken, and I put it on the, on the grill with like a, a mustard rub and just like a dry seasoning, and I let it smoke for a couple hours. Then I make a chimichurri. And I make what? it with fresh parsley, oregano, red pepper flakes, garlic, red rice wine vinegar. I'm sorry, red wine vinegar, olive oil, and then I make fresh tortillas. So it's no, it's like a, it's become a, no, it, no, it has <laughs> become. Hey, you know what, John, come over, dude, for real. Come, Sounds come, amazing. I'm, no, I'm like there. legit. Yeah. I just did it last night. I'm in Astoria, so come to the backyard. You know what I'm saying? Right, we'll spatchcock the chicken, you hear me? And no, but I've been doing that I'll legitimately. Vanish DMU, we'll figure it out. Vanish mode. We'll make a vanish plan. Uh, okay. Well, it's on the podcast now. So like people are going to expect to see this. I really want to see a, a JDB Brian Ford potluck here. Yeah, we're, It's literally going to yeah. be so simple. Just pull up. I'm always in the kitchen and we'll cook good and chop it up. <laughs> All right. So none of this, not, neither the delicious spatchcock chicken with chimichurri and fresh tortillas, flour tortillas. Yeah. Flour tortillas. Dad, you know, with coconut milk, like my mom used to make. With That's coconut just, milk. Yes, you have to put Ooh. coconut milk in the tortillas, man. You got are to. Are they? Are they? How 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 coconut flavored do the tortillas come out? Um, I mean, it's a it's a you know of the of the liquid in the dough, fifty percent of it is coconut milk, maybe a little bit more. So you definitely it's definitely fragrant. If you really want to take it to the next level, you can use coconut oil as opposed to vegetable oil. But I find that the texture uh, it alters the texture of the tortilla because coconut oil has got a weird uh, like you know, melting point and all that kind of thing. So, um, vegetable oil is the, but no, it's very coconutty, man. Come on. Oh my God. I'm Mr. Coconut, bro. Like, (laughs) did you forget that? (laughs) Mr. Coconut. (laughs) I'm Mr. Pandecoco. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. I know you're Mr. Pandecoco. We didn't know that we were, we were addressing (laughs) Mr. 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 Coconut Coconut. here. (laughs) <laughs> no, we were on with Mr. Coconut. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Mr. Coco. <laughs> um, all right. So if memory serves, which it very rarely does, JDB, this is your draft choice. Yes. Ritz Crackers. Yeah. Talk to me about the place that Ritz Crackers holds in your heart and home. I'm a big like snacker person. I love crackers. There's a time in college where I just like basically ate crackers and coffee, and that was like my subsistence. Um, I usually have the Trader Joe's knockoffs Ritz crackers, which are almost a little better than Ooh. the real ones. What are those? What's the name of those? What are they called? I think those? they're called like butter cookie, butter crackers or something like okay. very thinly veiled attempt uh, right. <laughs> to, right. to be obviously be clear. a knockoff of Ritz are crackers. Are they better or almost as good? What, I want to, because it sounds <laughs> like I want to say better. they're better. They're, they're so, almost better. They're so like, they're as good. They're like a, pr- they're definitely as good. Oh, wow. Okay. That's real. They're definitely as good. <laughs> I just wanted you to take a hard line <laughs> yeah, stance. No. Right. Because almost better is a little bit of a hedge, right? Because you're like, wait, if it's you're, almost yes, better, it's either as good, worse, or better. <laughs> right. So yeah. JDB, they are as good, if not bordering better. on okay. okay. I like wow. that. Okay. I like that. Okay. Wow. Like that. It's the greater than or equal to. 
<laughs> yeah, it's got a Which way shape. does that go? To, it's pointing. Is it points, L no points? The mouth. The mouth. The eats mouth the goes better to the one. left. It points towards the Trader Joe's Ritz crackers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, got you. Got you. Got the, you. The, the yeah. It it's it's JDB's it. mouth, and it wants got to it. eat the yes. bigger one. Yeah, the better one. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Anyway. All right. Wait, so is is the Ritz cracker? Was, I thought that means it's like an L, which means less than. No. Are we? Got you that? Are we That's a crazy I, way of thinking. That's not how it works. What? All right, so welcome to the math club. Um, so JDB is Ritz the is Ritz or the Trader Joe's uh, fancy butter cracker? Is it the the king of the cracker? The cracker? No, uh, I think to me Cheese Its are really the cracker. Oh, Cheese Its are Cheese Its are it for me. Um, it's it's partially because they are just like so good. It's like how much salt and grease and cheddar cheese. Like, do you really need? like? It's just. This is like mathematically impossible for them to be bad. Um, but also when I was growing up, like my parents had this like gag gift where my mom would give my dad a box of Cheez-Its for his birthday because back when they were like, they got married when they were super young, they were like really poor. And so that was like her Christmas present or his birthday present to him. And it was just, th that's how it appeared in my life as like this gift that my mom got from my dad. That was like this really like fancy thing. And I was like, you can just buy these in the grocery store. Like, what's going on? Like, this is really confusing. <laughs> so I always have this like elevated opinion of Cheez-Its, and, and and you know it checks out. Like, they're they're great. What do you think, Brian? Cheez-Its number one? No, no, but it, but it, but it's no. all it, no because it's all rooted in nostalgia. It's kind of like what you're saying. So for me, it's club crackers, bro. Club, <sighs> club. <laughs> that green box, and the reason is um, when Hurricane Katrina hit. And we didn't have power for like three months. And we had like a select amount of boxed and canned goods. All we had was club crackers. And so all I ate was club crackers for like three months. And wow. it's just has, like you said, it has a place in my heart. It brings back an immediate memory of desperation, despair, but hope. But hope because we made it through. Can, can I just say how much I love this fact and how beautiful it is that two people on this call have like deeply poignant <laughs> like specific <laughs> memories about their favorite cracker like jd yeah. was like that's that's right my parents when they didn't have any money like this was their gift <laughs> yeah. that was deep. So i almost cried to when you told that story to be honest and then brian ford's like this is all i had during katrina <laughs> <laughs> when the city was flooded and we were huddled the, in the that Superdome. and mres the, this the, is crazy man yeah man yeah. i just had like a stock question here to be like what's your favorite cracker <laughs> these two motherfuckers go with this no, we're kind coming of, in deep dude that's unbelievable okay so ritz is neither one of your favorite crackers but is it, it ritz is a good it's ass a cracker though can we yeah. all agree oh yeah yeah it, it's spectacular. Um, I like the little bites with the cheese and the, the Ritz bits. Um, which Wait, is are, actually you Ritz, are you a cheese bit or cheese. a peanut butter bit? 100% cheese. The peanut butter is like being defrauded. Like if, <laughs> if someone gives you the peanut butter one, I feel like it's insulting. Uh, but the, che the cheese one, the, che the little cheese bites, boy, let me tell you, man, I could eat a whole box of them quick. Super quick, but don't defraud me. Don't play a prank and, and tell me they cheese, but they peanut butter. Happened to me in school before I was a kid. <laughs> what? Flip the Somebody table. told you it <laughs> yeah, was cheese? Yeah. One of my boys, yo, yeah, because in the vending machine, there's two. Usually the cheese is sold out because it's the better one, then, then it's just the peanut butter. So my boy pulls, yo, I got him. He opened up, poured in my hand, and before I could see the brown of the, of the peanut butter, <laughs> I popped them all in thinking they were cheese. Bro, it was just like, it was literally one of the worst mouthfuls. It's so dry. <laughs> crumbly the flavor is just not there for me so no don't give me the don't give me the peanut butter this one. is really stuck with you 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do agree that the, the, that cognitive dissonance when you're like, I'm about to take a sip of Coke and it turns out to be Sprite is one of like the it's so gross. worst feelings in the world, right? Yeah. When you think you're about to eat one thing and or, you get another or, one. Or worse yet, it's uh, it's Pepsi. No disrespect, but if you're expecting Coca-Cola and it's Pepsi, that's a real big difference. Uh, <laughs> you know I mean? uh, JDB, I saw you recoil a little bit. Are you a peanut butter Ritz bits man? Not really. No, I don't mind peanut butter, but I, I, I agree that it's this. The dryness is just too much. The, uh, the Ritz cracker website has a ton of quote unquote recipes. A lot of them just seem to be like basically crostini. Just the Ritz as vehicle for other things. But we also got a lot of submissions. We had a uh, Ritz and Ranch dressing coated halibut, a Ritz cracker shrimp casserole, and uh, someone's recipe, quote unquote, recipe that was just mashing up Ritz crackers and soft boiled eggs, which honestly, I don't know, I'd probably, I'd probably eat that. In, in, what do you mean in, in the egg? What? I think you mash up just Ritz crackers with soft boiled egg and then just sort of like eat the the... The resulting shmoo. That's yeah, it does sound kind of good. <laughs> Is it a spoon? Yeah, it isn't that bad. I mean, it sounds, I mean, it probably looks horrifying, but it sounds okay. But that's not what we chose. That's not what, John, you selected from your, well, your options. I didn't choose a shrimp one. You knew about my allergy, right? That would have <laughs> been something. I don't like shrimp anyway, so we're good. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also slightly allergic to shrimp. This is a shrimp free zone. I'm about to get murked out here on Recipe Hey, let me just say this. Fuck shrimp. <laughs> hey, I have no objections to that. Shrimp ain't do nothing good to me or my throat. Uh, John, why'd you choose pineapple cheese casserole? I mean, is that even a question? Like, come on. It's pineapple cheese casserole with Ritz crackers. Like, I wanted something that was going to, like, destroy my concept of what Ritz crackers is and could do for us as, as people, as a society. And this is what we got. Like I was, it, like I just blacked out and I just responded to the email in like four seconds. Like, this is it. like I'm sorry, I'm not even reading the rest of the recipe. It's like, I'm done. Wow. Wow. Well, he definitely so almost. It was really appealing to me on a lot of society. levels. It's true. Let me, yeah. okay, let me ask you guys this. Cause okay. So John and Brian, let's do a little behind the scenes, peel back the curtain here. You guys get an email. Generally speaking, our producer Jordan sends you you know, here's the recording time. Here's, here's, you know, some details. And then here are like anywhere between three and eight recipes for your theme. Mm -hmm. What are you guys doing when you get this email? Like JDB, you just, did you like look at the other ones or did you just look at pineapple cheese casserole? Well, I, I knew, I knew I had to do like my job and look at the other recipes and just make sure I did my due diligence to, to ensure that it, the pineapple cheese casserole was indeed the most arranged of the bunch. Uh, just whenever I see something that's that's just so off the beaten path for me, that also straddles this very interesting, like savory, sweet, mm -hmm. uncanny valley where you're like, when would you be eating this? Like, it is in the uncanny valley where it looks like <laughs> this is almost human. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that as well. I like the. I like when you guys choose ones where the the list of ingredients and the steps. Like, don't bring anything to mind. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what's going to yes, happen here. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because like most of the time you see ingredients, you see a recipe, you're like, I know what's going to happen. There's going to yeah. be a brown piece of food on top of a white piece of a mound Correct. of something Correct. and then some sauce and shit on top. But the, you see these when you're like, 
I don't know what happens between step three and four. <laughs> like yeah. that's not like today. I, I, mean, I was just like, yo, I have no idea what's about to happen with this. <laughs> like, like today. Uh, so today's recipe comes from a Southerner by the name of Grace Song Parsons. And Grace wrote in with the pineapple cheese casserole and says, being an immigrant, I have a list of things that certain people like, which include cornhole, tetherball, and casseroles. I first had this pineapple cheese thing in college and thought, what in fresh hell is this crap? Unfortunately, I couldn't stop eating it. I got the recipe from the friend who made it, and it turns out she got the recipe from her mother who had printed it in their church's cookbook. We're getting a lot of these church recipes, guys. She swears up and down that she's only had it with Cheez-Its, but I swear up and down I've only ever had it with Ritz. So... That was Grace's first reaction to seeing this thing. We heard John's first reaction was, yes, I'm I'm choosing this immediately. (laughs) Brian, when you got the email that was like, here's what we're making, what did you think about this one? If I could be completely honest with you, I kind of just pretend, I I didn't allow myself to digest it because I just couldn't comprehend it. (laughs) It, Like, because actually that email had, um, I think that email had another question for me in it. Oh, cause the recipe I'm picking for the next one. So I chose, I like, I knew there was something to do with Ritz crackers happening, but I, I just, pine, I, I just, I was, I didn't know. I didn't know it was mysterious. It was so, it broke you. You had to dissociate. <laughs> it kind of, it, it literally broke me. I kept, re- I kept reading pineapple cheese casserole and the, and the ingredient is Ritz crackers. And I, and I was like, I'm not, I can't. And so I, I've been a little, I was a little shook. I was a little shook by that. Uh, here's another question. So Grace just alluded to this group. She's a, she's a Korean immigrant, I believe. And she, she identifies this group of quote unquote, certain people who like things like cornhole, tetherball and casseroles. I think we all understand the group she's talking about. We're talking about, uh, white, white people. people. <laughs> As Do a token white person of, on this podcast, you can say, white right, you, you identify yeah. it, but let me ask you this. <laughs> John is our resident white person. <laughs> Cornhole, tetherball, and casseroles? Is that like the trinity? Is that like the... Th- are those things actually all... I mean, I grew up playing tetherball, bro. I'm going to tell you that. Tetherball <laughs> go hard. See, this is tether what I'm saying. Go- I don't think... I think of those three things, I think tetherball doesn't belong. Tetherball's not restricted well, I mean, to I don't know people. if it belongs or not, but they had them in the playgrounds I grew up in. They had three tetherball poles, boy, and we was up there hitting that, that <laughs> yeah, yellow ball. <laughs> but they didn't have cornhole or casseroles. That's what I'm saying. They had tetherball. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to... I'm not going to categorize people right now, man. <laughs> I'm live on air. But I will say that I love tetherball. <laughs> All right, so this recipe, I will classify this recipe. It seems like it is a... I mean, even though, John, I think it does have Midwest vibes, this is... Ostensibly a pretty Southern thing, if if our listeners reflect anything, because we got another submission that was very similar to this for, quote, party pineapple casserole from Brooke Holston, who said she <laughs> she grew up with a recipe that came from the Cobb County, Georgia school bus driver's cookbook circa 1975. So this is this has been around for at least 40 plus years. Seems like it's got some Southern heritage. Um, but none of us, I assume, have heard of this thing before, right? None of us have made this this casserole, which is basically you mix flour, <laughs> sugar, and some pineapple juice from the can into like a little bit of a slurry. You, <laughs> Brian's already shaking his head. Then you add in the canned pineapple. You, you dump everything in with cheddar cheese, canned pineapple, pineapple juice, flour, sugar, and then you top with Ritz crackers that have been crushed and mixed up with melted butter. And then you <laughs> bake this in the oven. As, you, as you're describing, 
this is ridiculous, this recipe. <laughs> it's it's it. absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. So let's just start. Let's just let's just dive into this motherfucker, John. This is your this is your baby. Tell us about it your is, experience indeed. with the pineapple cheese casserole. Well, um, I love the I love the recipes. Also, where you, that you don't need to like go to Colossians or anywhere fancy to like get an ingredient. You can just like. In fact, you go can't. And, you you can't go anywhere fancy for this. Is the yeah, thing. You, like, yeah, you like need to go yeah. to your like local like fine fare or whatever, you know, this year. Yeah. So, uh, easy to get, uh, ingredients. And I also took it as an opportunity to incorporate margarine into my cooking because I'd never really used a recipe that called for margarine. So I actually bought margarine for the first time in my life. Um, I can't say that it was a delicious addition probably would have been way better with actual butter, but Hey, now we know full disclosure. I made two and I did one with Cheez-Its. <laughs> I was gonna ask you about that because it said uh, there's no way I wasn't going to. Like I was, it was like, I was, I was waiting. The ingredients for this. are all so cheap. It's just like the the Ritz crackers and the Cheez-Its are right there, and it was just like, why not? Like, if, oh, why not make one when you can I make two? Wait at the price price. Price. I can't wait to hear what happened. And so I just did just did two right at, one after the other, baked them all at the same time, um, and did like a Pepsi challenge side by side. Oh, you blind taste tested? No, it wasn't blind. No, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you missed an opportunity. I think it would have. It's, it would have been easy to to tell between because the, the texture of the crushed up cheese 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 it's are, are pretty, okay. So you you uh, followed it all to the letter. You crushed up the cheese it's too because I was like imagining like a perfectly shingled yeah, my hands of, really of cheese it's laying across the casserole, but you crumbled them. Well, that up. That could be cute. Yeah, we'll I see. did actually use like the the butter soaked crumbs as one layer and then like added more on top just to give it like some coverage. 
but it could have been cute to do like a little and uh, quilted, quilted pattern or what, something. What a um, Ritz. Yeah. Exactly. What a what'd you think? <laughs> I thought it was good. I mean, you I I recorded myself eating it for the first time and like the candid reaction is like pretty pretty great from what I remember. <laughs> it's like a lot of confusion and delight and yeah, like reevaluating a lot of things uh in my life. And I yeah, I think it I also am like a not so much anymore, but I was a big pineapple cheese Hawaiian like cheese. I used to have broccoli and pineapple on my pizzas when I was like in seventh grade. What? I was vegetarian. I, yeah. And I mean, so it reminded you, you me of that. You can be vegetarian without eating broccoli and pineapple. Well, pizza. it was a substitute for the for the ham or pepperoni that would otherwise come with a you know Hawaiian pizza. So that, sounds, was my, that was my that was my workaround. It's kind of good. So that brought me back to that, uh, and it, it was definitely like I don't know when I would be eating this. Like, is it because you're not going to like throw it down on a plate next to some like steak and green beans? Like, that's just I mean, good, but good, very terrifying. <laughs> So is this something where you kind of like you bring it to like a a, like a function, you know, like a Sunday afternoon like birthday party or something like that, where people are just sort of grazing and the 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 savory sweet borderline is just blurred beyond recognition? And it was was really good actually. Like the next day, chilled because it kind of got like congealed and it was like a little bit more like more structure to it. Yeah, a little more structure. Wow. What? So okay. De- yeah. Wait, so which one was better? Ritz or Ritz? The Ritz honestly, the cheeses were it was too oh. much. You, wow. It was okay. too much. I was really thinking, I was like, oh, I'm totally screwing myself. Like I'm gonna have feature cheese. It's on a recipe that's supposed to be about Ritz crackers. And I, I knew I because like cheese it's are like the one ring to rule them all of crackers. <laughs> and and it was just too much. It was just like the cheddar was already in there. Like the, it's just, it was you too just, much. You just lost your cheese at sponsorship. I guess I so. Know, Sorry. <laughs> but you got that lucrative Kritz one. You got the <laughs> Trader Joe's is already emailing me. So oh, that's, right, that's I'm wearing, right. I'm wearing the shirt already. So we're good. <laughs> I'm that's what, I, that's what the shirt, I was like, what's the shirt reminding me of? Oh, somebody checking me out. <laughs> that's what's happening. All right. Okay. So, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a ton about you guys on a scale with one being completely savory with with one is just like miso soup and and 10 is an ice cream sundae where is this pineapple cheese casserole like the square root of negative three (laughs) what so you think of this as very savory is that the square root of negative three no it's an imaginary number it doesn't exist it doesn't exist at all it's just like i guess you can't do square roots of my i'm getting kicked out of the math club yeah, we got Brian, the less than greater than sign wrong. Too. <laughs> Brian, I talk want to me. To double check that less than greater than. Show me. Go, somebody it's, go to the whiteboard. Chris, the go mouth to the whiteboard. eats the greater. The mouth eats the bigger and the better. And there's one. a line. It's like an equal sign. So it's like I know combining. about that. I'm just I know playing John. Man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Brian spent too much time playing tetherball. He wasn't paying attention. No. To, hey to man, I have an accounting degree. I'm pretty sure I know what's right or wrong about this. It's true. I may or may it's not true. know. But anyway, all right. Talk to me. <laughs> Talk to me about your pineapple cheese adventure. I listen. First of all, I made my own Ritz crackers. All right. Of course. Now I'm just I'm just playing with you. Yeah, you <laughs> I would be surprised. <laughs> I, 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 I no. wish I wish I would have thought of that before. Right now, I was like that would have been a fun exercise. But no, I actually use Ritz bits cheese. Right. I, I use Ritz bits. Yes. Yes. I did. I had a Ritz regular side by side with the garlic herb Ritz, and then I saw. 
the 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 Ritz bits, and I was like, that's got to be the one for that topping. <laughs> and I also, instead of using butter, I use I use lard because wow. I have a lot of lard in my kitchen right now because I'm testing some recipes for my book that require it. And so I was like, all right, instead of butter, I'm use lard. So that part excited me. I was, I, I felt confident that I would have something delicious at that point. Okay, and but right off, the I, bat, right off the bat, though, between the lard and the Ritz Bits cheese, oh, yeah. you saw this recipe and you were like, savory. A hundred percent. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I was like, this, this, is, this is the savory goodness. Now, it calls for a large can of pineapple chunks, and this is, my, this is the biggest problem I have with this recipe. All right. Because there's three tablespoons of flour, which is mm-hmm. like nothing, right? It's, it's, I, I, I think this recipe would have been better if you use like a generic, not to, not to get back in the dumb cake thing, but a cake mix and to create a more, to create more like uniform structure between the pineapple and the cheddar. Because what I ended up with, I did mm. everything besides um, uh, using butter. I did everything to the T. All right. I put the flour and sugar in a bowl. And what else went in that bowl? So whatever else went in the... The, the pineapple juice. The, yeah, the, pineapple juice. Yes, the, 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 the few <laughs> tablespoons of pineapple juice. I put that in the bowl, made a little slurry, came out nice, creamy. But it just was so little. It was not enough to me. It was a small recipe. It was a yeah. small amount. And then it called for... Did it not call for the whole can of large pineapple mm-hmm. chunks? Mm-hmm. So once I put the pineapple chunks in, I was like, this... How? What am I... like?" I, I feel like I just baked a can of pineapple chunks. That's ultimately mm-hmm. what happened to me. And then the cheddar cheese, um, it didn't really melt as well as I thought it would have. And um, when I yeah, ate it... the cheese it, was also a little bit not melted for me too. Yeah. I, here's... Okay. Let me give you my takeaway. When I ate this, I felt like I was... Um, I felt like I just had each ingredient in front of me and I was just fighting them one, one at a time. Like I, it didn't... There was no co- cohesion. There was no structure. I don't know. That's just what happened. It just felt like I mixed together pineapples, cheddar, and and uh, and a slurry because that's exactly what I did. That's basically, what you did um, the Ritz on top. Uh, it didn't shine as much as I thought it was going to shine. Um, I mean, I use a whole box of Ritz bits. Um, the lard didn't. <laughs> it, it, it 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 didn't come through for me, man. It didn't come through. I was I was sad. <laughs> I was sad. <laughs> okay, so when you what? Let me ask you a question. What happens when you crumble up Ritz bits? What happens to the oh, cheese man, they come, they First of all, they crumble very easily mm-hmm. and they turn into this, this divine powder. I mean, on its own, the Ritz bits crumbled up with the cheese. Wow. Forget about it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I save and I'm going to do it again and use that. I'm going to just start using that and stuff, just sprinkling and stuff. Like if I make meatballs, you know, when you put breadcrumbs and meatballs, Ritz bits. <laughs> Yeah. Cheese, boom! I, like, I what's thought up? you meant like instead of like Parmesan cheese on top of your pasta, <laughs> just like would you like a little bit of yeah. my Ritz bit service? Here? Let me tell you something right now. I think I think that is my takeaway from this recipe is that you can use Ritz bits crumbled up cheese on stuff. Can I tell you one time we were doing this uh, back in my cooking days? We did this. We did this uh, weekly restaurant called Mission Street Food, and we did this one night where we just have a different theme. And one night we did. Uh, Mission stone food. So it was all just like this. It's like the stoniest shit ever. And uh, you know, we had like a candy bar terrine where we cut up a bunch of candy bars and packed them into a terrine pan. So you sliced through and saw like cross sections of all the candy bars and blah, blah, blah. But the dumbest idea of all the, of like a night full of dumb ideas was we had like a, instead of like a Parmesan service where you like come by and you grate Parmesan onto somebody's plate, we took a little food mill 
and we had famous Amos cookies. Yes. <laughs> we were like, if you want some crumbled up chocolate chip cookies on there, it's fifteen dollars. <laughs> whatever, whatever, <laughs> wow. whatever, whatever the fuck it was. Anyway, we didn't sell a lot of those, but I feel like the Ritz bits was would have been a better option as like a table side. Famous Amos bro. breadcrumb. Watch out with that. I'm, I'm all about the famous Amos. All right, so I I, I agree that this was not. It wasn't like a casserole and like something magical happened where like whatever that slurry was prevented the cheese from melting <laughs> like in 30 minutes in the fucking oven. Like it 30 didn't whole minutes. melt. Yeah, like it like I was, I'm surprised that both of you are saying the same thing because I looked at mine and I was like, the cheese nothing didn't was melt. Room like nothing was chilled. So it was all room temp ingredients. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't yeah. like that. That was the issue. Like I was really surprised. And I was using like craft pre-shredded. Yeah. So the maybe there's something in like the, I don't know. I yeah. use no, I use like board and whatever, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, you know, the red bag that's two ninety nine type thing. I mean it's shredded cheese, but it usually melts, right? I mean it And melt. then I, I also agree that it didn't it didn't become anything. <laughs> right? Like and it might have just been like I guess I was expecting like like Brian, you said, like more mixture. More yeah. flour, like it should, like like some kind of like goopy, creamy yeah. sauce, yeah. or like uh, I I don't know, some kind of like body to it. Like, well, it's funny because like you'll see in the video, I eyeballed it. You know, I didn't measure, so I I just I saw flour and sugar. So I got the bowl and I was like, all right, flour. I was thinking at least a cup. So mm-hmm, I poured mm-hmm. a bunch of flour in, and then I, I kind of did like a double take, and I was like, three tablespoons of flour, like. <laughs> Almost like you're making a, like a bechamel or a roux or something. Totally. You got just like a, a little a flour, right? And then so I had to dig out. I had to just start over, basically. And I was like, something's not right. Three tablespoons of flour, and I'm going to bake this thing with a whole can of pineapple chunks. I was like, that was a red flag. That was a big red, that was a red yeah, flag. I mean, let me say, like, for a recipe like this, <laughs> like sort of like the dump cake, like, the, if you have a recipe like this, there should be no reason not to use the whole container of something. Yeah. Like if, if this yeah. is like this is the recipe, I'm not gonna it, it was like pour three tablespoons of pineapple juice and then discard the rest. And I was like, right. what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> Just like you've got to dump this recipe by nature should be dump a can of pineapple in a and bag a of cup cheese, and a half of flour. And a cup and a half yeah. flour and see what happens. Maybe like, even a little pinch of baking soda. Just to, just, to, just, to, just a little yeah. and a little pinch of baking soda. Maybe a little pinch of salt. And all of a sudden I think we're talking about a completely different animal here. Yeah, you're talking about pineapple cheddar brownies. Um, but the slurry just coating it, I didn't understand that. And then did anything happen to your pineapple, really? No. Nothing. It was warm. It just got warm, right? Yeah. That was my issue with the pineapple. I was like, I feel like we should have used the can of crushed pineapple. You know, the kind mm. that, that that comes like... Uh, the. Ch- I, I'm telling you, I felt like I was just eating each ingredient. Just like, oh, I just ate a pineapple chunk. Oh, I just ate a slither of cheddar cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it... <laughs> It didn't become anything, like you said. So, okay, but here's here's the thing: we're we're like talking about uh, improvements to this recipe, but like not knowing what the. Let me, so, first of all, Brian, John liked it. John enjoyed the combination of these particular flavors and and crackers. Did you like what you tasted, in spite of the fact that it had not become anything? I mean, I like all the ingredients. I don't. I don't think it tasted. I was. It, you know, it didn't taste bad. I mean, you know. I wouldn't, would I eat it again? No, I wouldn't eat it again. But yeah, I mean, I like pineapples. I like cheese and I like Ritz and, and I did taste them. 
I was just struggling to understand like the delivery mechanism. Like what was the, like, what did I just do for 35 minutes here? You know what I mean? As opposed to just opening a can and eating pineapple with the fork. I felt like I was still doing that. Um, but not, yeah, I mean, it, I wouldn't bring it to a, like you talking about bringing it to a birthday party, bro. I would bring that to a birthday party, dog. Are you serious? Like, whose birthday you, you whose birthday, who, whose birthday, I ain't inviting you if you're bringing that. Shoot. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's like, you can bring it to mine. It's okay. <laughs> John, bring it over for the chicken dinner. Yeah. You, bring, yeah. you say you're going to bring that to a function and an event. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> not necessarily that explicitly but like that kind of like savory sweet like snack oh, I, I thought you meant, yeah, no i don't know <laughs> i felt like you were saying like i will bring this to a function i would if i could i would if i could like you should have a little bit the i candle, would definitely the candles work wouldn't on even it stay, oh, the, can- no. <laughs> the candles wouldn't even stay inside all right but john you, you gotta just be sparklers because they go all the way down you- <laughs> He's already <laughs> plotting it. John's already plotting this as a birthday cake. All right, but you just described it as a snack. So this was like yeah. my... I got, I got a lot of problems with this thing. But first and foremost, I was like, when do you eat this? Like you said, you put this next... You can't put this next to a steak. I agree. It's not a side dish. It's not a... a do you just... Do you serve this and say like, here's a spoon? When, do you, when are you supposed to eat this? Yeah, I feel like it's like the, the paper plate, you know, plastic fork, like... <laughs> And there's a cookie next to it. Maybe you're drinking a Pepsi. (laughs) All right. So you see it as a sweet. That's my fantasy. Pepsi? (laughs) In the world? Are you that? No. (laughs) What? And a Pepsi? Um, I hated this. I'm sorry. Like, I know not to say this. Like, these are our fans sending in recipes and multiple people sent this in. But I hated this thing. Like, I didn't like this at all. And. My children didn't like it. My son ran away. My wife was like, my wife who is white <laughs> seemed to like it the most. Maybe that's she, it. Maybe that's she the, was like, maybe that's the this is thing. this was fucking demented. Actually, she took a bite and like I was like expecting her to just give me a sour face and spit it out, but instead she was like, that would be good with ice cream. <laughs> Wow. So she went oh, and got some ice cheddar cream. Cheddar cheese with ice cream. My husband liked it. He's from like central Pennsylvania, like he liked farm country white person. Yeah. So maybe it's just. I got to get Bridget to try it then. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. You're on a call? I'm just kidding. My Eat bad. She, I think she just told me to shut up. Uh, nah, I got to get her to try it. My, my, my sister's here and she tried it and it was an abomination to her. So, um, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if. I don't know what's going on here. You know, I just thought of this now, but like, what if we, what if you did like a sort of an eaten mess kind of vibe where you just had something like, I wanted something crunchy. So I was thinking like, obviously like bread or make it cakeier, but like storing in some meringues, throwing in okay. some meringues like on an there. eaten mess kind oh of situation, like a little bit of like, maybe that's just doubling down on the derangement, but so making it like a more sweet vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I would go the other way and do a more savory thing. I would make a bechamel with the crushed Ritz bits with the cheddar, and because you know what I'm saying, make that the slurry, and then kind of cake, and then kind of like coat the pineapple with that, with a little bit of leavening, like a baking soda or something, so the creamy cheesiness actually baked up into kind of like a cheese bread or something like that. Like like a, a pineapple cheese bread is something I could stand behind, right? A, a pineapple cheese bread with crusted Ritz on top, and then you brush it with lard like you brush Cuban bread, 
I will stand behind that 100%. In fact, you can make a Cuban sandwich with that because the pineapple and then the pork and the ham, that would be delightful. So I, I can stand behind some of the theories here. Hey, Brian, um, I, I also agree that something else other than this would have been delicious. <laughs> like something no. completely, something completely different. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't Okay. So maybe it's, it's, it's just me. Cause neither one, like you said something like John, you enjoyed the, the, you enjoyed this. Brian, you liked fun. the, you liked, you said you like cheese, you like pineapple, you like Ritz crackers for me. Just cause I like three separate things. Doesn't mean I like them together. And I, maybe this is my block. I don't like fruit and cheese together. I don't mm. think that's a good combination. Really? You don't eat you don't eat grapes with 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 cheese? You don't eat like grapes with pepper jack on a Ritz cracker? See, that's good. You ever get them little that's a um, thing? like Costco little Manchego? Come on. You know you know those like uh yeah, those like those like cheap cheese plates and it's like little Ritz type crackers with uh -huh. like uh chunks of like pepper jack and Swiss and then like some grapes. Yeah, like the fresh direct. Oh yeah, thirty dollar platter. I, yeah, I play. I play with that. I play with I cheese and grapes, grapes together, and I eat, I eat them. I I don't think that <sighs> it's okay. No, it's, it's, it's I don't like it. And yeah, I mean, like you know, Quince, like Membrio, and and Manchego, like also don't like it. <laughs> like I don't I don't like the the I know that like sweet and savory, sweet and salty, sweet and savory, like that's just like supposed to be great. And like I I don't mind like salted caramel. I like a little salt in all of my desserts and pastries and things like that. But I don't think there's I think there's this like foregone conclusion that cheese and fruit go together. And I'm probably in the minority. Y'all ever have banana with cheese? Banana with uh, oh. Americans uh craft American cheese? We used we and I don't know. My siblings gonna listen. Lisa, you remember bananas with cheese? I'm telling you, no, I'm serious. We used to take a banana and put a whole slice of American cheese on it, and it was is that's good. Like that's, you wrap it up. Yes, a hundred percent. There's several types of banana with cheese that provides a good snack, Chris. I think we should have a, a fruit a fruit and cheese day, where I. I mean, we can try. <laughs> we can try. I mean. John, you don't have a slice of American cheese and banana in your house, do you, right now? No, not right now, unfortunately. Okay. Otherwise, I would say we should do a live tasting. I definitely, yeah. Dude, <laughs> I, I actually don't so have any American cheese on me right now. I want to do, do like bananas. a hot dog where it's like a hot dog bun and then the cheese and then the... And then the well, uh, we used to do... We used to put the American cheese banana. on broccoli, too, and then put it in the microwave and also potatoes. Oh, yeah. so we, we, I think just because like how we was growing up, we would just take the American cheese slice and put that mug on everything. <laughs> I am, I'm like, I'm fully destabilized from reality right now. <laughs> like, are these guys fucking with me? Like, what no. happened? Here? No, no, I'm, I'm being legit a thousand percent with you right now. I'm not messing with you. I'll try, I'll go, I'll, if I have a banana downstairs, I will, I will try this out. And if this is a goddamn joke, right? It's not a joke. It's not a, I, I, I promise you on my, that's on what we were DMing about. We were like, how can we get Chris <laughs> to eat something Brian's really like, turn on finish mode. We don't want to <laughs> <laughs> No, do I it. Know. I want to know your reaction to it. All right, I will. JDB, are you a fruit and cheese person? Would you? I'm not not a fruit and cheese person, but yeah, I, I like the uh, the balance of the acidity and the fat. From oh, don't give me yeah. the balance of the acidity and the fat. Uh, thing. How are you going to play? Why are you Sorry. playing his balance? Don't. I worked for Momofuku for nine years. What do you want? <laughs> All right, so here's the 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 final overall assessment here on the pineapple cheese casserole from uh, Grace Song Parson is mixed, but John, 
now's your opportunity as the the selector of this recipe to make your case to the fan base to the discord server that they should make this that this should be the recipe that they make from recipe club this season can you defend this one i think it's i think it should be it should be made not by virtue of its deliciousness which is debatable um but i think because of the debatability that that's why i want people to make it because i feel like we're very polarized and very confused mostly mm. so i want to get like a larger sample size on this and also i i feel like this is one of those recipes where you could do a couple things to it and it would go from being like confusing to like I'm never not thinking about this and I'm always bringing it to wherever I need to go. So like, I feel like there's another ingredient, like, like there's more flour for opening or like, a restaurant. Just, with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> two yeah, more exactly. steps and you'll be Michelin star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an app that just makes pineapple cheese casserole for you. Yeah, yeah. I see this. Okay. So this is like a hashtag away from a meme, basically, is what we're saying. A little like, bit. Yeah, just... it's like it's like the Morbius of, of Recipe Club. <laughs> this is 100% the Morbius of Recipe Club. So that's why I want people to, to make it. So they, it's not that hard. Like, it's really, it's inexpensive ingredients. Like, it takes a half an hour, like. And it's the it's and a the low risk. Still won't melt. And it's just, then yeah, you're still you could reuse the cheese if you're not if you're not satisfied. All right, so we will we will re-release this recipe in a few months' time and see if it was no one more, will see it. See if it's more popular then. Uh, in the meantime, we will share Grace's recipe on our YouTube channel where we'll post the video of all three of us cooking this. It'll be in the Discord, so sign up and share your own versions. John is imploring you to. To get out there and vote. <laughs> yeah, talk to me in the Discord. Okay, I'll walk you through it. I we need, we need more voter psychologically. <laughs> Don't use margarine. This, this, that's my, I'm begging you. <laughs> uh, this episode is also the midpoint of the season. So we're going to take a little summer break after this episode airs. And then we're going to come back with Rachel Kong, uh, Dave and myself. Dave will be back in the saddle. And then, John, you're coming back soon for another episode of your own. You've got a few more yeah. items left on your uh, draft. You've got frozen French fries, apples, and what we called edible spirits or dishes that incorporate mm. liquor. I think I'm going to go with French fries. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> and we will obviously hear more from Brian Ford soon enough. Give this podcast five stars however you can do that and make sure you send in your own recipes to the fixer at majordomomedia.com and uh we'll talk to you soon peace bye This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.